What's up, y'all? Welcome to the Rideshare Rodeo, Uber Lyft driver and gig economy news. Sponsored by UberLiftDrivers.com, RideshareRodeo.com, Dumpling.us, and MiddletonTech.com. I'm your host, SJ. Let's get it on! Happy 2022, everybody! Woo! Um, well, this year cannot, well, knock wood, but this year cannot be worse than the last two years, right? I mean, let's have uh, a, a good uh, attitude coming into this year. I think we're, what, like 72 plus hours into the new year, and uh, so far nothing has uh, gone down dramatically. Um but uh, let's see if uh, this year can't be better and uh, keep pushing for that because we got to get back to some normalcy here. Uh, a couple things I wanted to mention that happened over the break and were kind of last minute. So uh, if you noticed in the intro, um, I promoted Dumpling and I promoted Middleton Tech. Um, so if you want to uh, look into those, they will be in the show notes. Um, with the Dumpling one, I want to I want to let you guys know something. So. Um, you know, Dumpling is the alternative to Instacart. However, if you're not familiar with Dumpling, Dumpling does not offer sending you your clients and, you know, you have 30 seconds to accept and blah, 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 and then you never see them again. Dumpling is a true uh, build your own business. So you have to bring your clients in. You have to do this, that, the other. It's your business. They give you the credit card. They will cover the groceries for your clients. All that they'll even list you on their on their website for proximity if people are searching for a shopper, and they give you a a page where you can put up all your information about you. So you can put up, you know, if you're vegan or whatnot, and that helps to sort through if somebody is searching for a vegan shopper in their area. The proximity might show them a shopper first who's not, and you might be the second one or the third one, but because you're vegan, they might go for you. But otherwise, it's really about 90% on you to drop all your business. So um, I've done the roundtable. I've had years experience with Dumpling. And uh, I got to tell you, it's a great company, you know, but you got to go out there and work it. And from what I've learned from almost every successful Dumpling shopper is word of mouth. Get a customer, get a friend, get a family member, somebody, do a shop for them, you know, get some under your belt um, and word of mouth starts spreading. You know, hey, I have this guy who does this shopping for me. And then Dumpling allows you that kind of flexibility where you can even take on other tasks for the people, including like, you know, maybe you arrange to drive them somewhere. Maybe you, they want you to let their dog out. Maybe they, after a few shops, decide that they want you putting the groceries in the fridge. And all these can add amounts because on the Dumpling platform, you set your rates. True independent contractor platform. Um, now, what I wanted to tell you, though, was when I talked to Joel, 
who is the CEO founder of Dumpling over the break over winter um, last couple of weeks, I, I said, I, you know, we put a, a banner up on uberliftdrivers.com. If you sign up for Dumpling right now and you put in, um, in the promo code, if you put in ro- Rodeo 500, Rodeo 500, okay? Just put, not twice, just put in one time, Rodeo 500. If you do that and you do 10 shops in 90 days, so if you go do 10 shopping trips in 90 days for whoever, I mean, you could do them all for one family member in 90 days. Um, hopefully that would build into other customers and whatnot, but you could start it that way. It's kind of a help to get your kicks started. But Joel offered me a special promotion where if you do 10 shops in 90 days, uh, Dumpling gives you $500. Okay. Nothing, nothing is, uh, Nothing comes back to me on this one. This isn't, um, you know, it's it's it, it doesn't. There's no benefit to me other than my relationship with dumpling. Um, it's it's not based on how many people do it or if you do it, I get a cut or any of that. This is just an offer for you guys for dumpling that Joel um, was nice enough to give us as an offer. So uh, if you do go to the sign up page or if you're if 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 you are hearing this in the car, <clears throat> don't worry, you don't need to pull over and uh, write anything down or whatever, just go, you know, next time you get a chance, go to uberliftdrivers.com. And in the upper right-hand corner, you'll see a long banner for dumpling. Um, if you click that, it'll take you to the page where you can learn a little bit more about dumpling. And then at the bottom, sign up and uh, just put. make sure you to put in Rodeo 500. You do that as soon as you hit the 10th one. It doesn't wait 90 days or anything weird. As soon as you hit that 10th shop, uh, you get $500 from Dumpling. So thank you, Joel, for offering that to our listeners. And um, yeah, guys, get out there and get on it. Uh, the other thing going um, is Middleton Tech. Uh, Gary Middleton's been around for a long time, and he's got a lot of apps out there that help a lot of people. You know, he's got Maximo, he's got the Driver Utility Helper, and he's got the Flex Alert for Amazon Flex. So the driver utility helper is for DoorDash drivers. Um, you can set all your parameters. Uh, the uh, flex alert is so that you don't have to sit there and keep wearing out your finger trying to get a batch or whatever they're called. I don't know if it's a batch, but you know you just have to keep hitting it as like a refresh to see if any come up. Um, it does it automatically for you. Um, you can set all the parameters for that one. And then Maximo is kind of like Gary's first project, and it's kind of the um, the meat of Middleton Tech. It's the main app. And I would suggest all of you to go check that out as well. All of these will be in this week's show notes. So take a look, see what you like. Um, Also, the guys at Para, they're up to some stuff. Uh, We've been talking and communicating. The merchandising is going well, about to launch in some other cities. So uh, keep an eye out in your city for that. Because if you do Instacart or you do things where you're near a grocery store, it's a way to add 10 to $12 to any given gig job you might be currently doing. So if you're on an Instacart shop, you know, it might just be take five minutes out of your day, go count these items on this one shelf because they don't have enough items to have a rep to go into these stores. So you become like a virtual rep for this. So if you do it, straighten up the, uh, the rack, uh, do a quick count, takes about five minutes, take a picture you get 10 to 12 extra dollars on top of your Instacart shop. Or if you're even doing rideshare or whatever and you want to stop by a store. Like in the Bay Area right now, there's 
you know, hundreds and hundreds and hundreds listed uh, to that you can take. But um, and there's, I think they're starting to get out as far as Sacramento now. But um, you know, San Francisco to almost Sacramento, if not already Sacramento, and then the whole Bay Area. Um, there's hundreds, and it's about to come to some other cities. And then the last one, people, Curry, baby, Curry. Get signed up for Curry, guys. Come on. I, I'm, a, I'm still going to put my uh, my link in the show notes and make sure you guys sign up. It's uh, There's a lot going on with Curry right now in coming into the new year. If, if those of you who know um, or have been doing Curry or have heard me talk about it or saw the roundtable, you know that uh, Sherman Williams is uh, one of the biggest uh, parts of Curry for the hotshot runners, not for route drivers. But for gig hotshot runners who are just looking to grab gigs here and there, I think that December is a little bit of more their slow time. Because if you think about it, um, it depends on where you live, I guess. But uh, construction slows down in the winter. Um, Around the holidays, you know, there's not as much need for last mile delivery. But in the next week, two weeks, you know, it'll start picking back up again, even though it's still winter. And also, they're going to be releasing a lot of new features. Um, teaming up with new companies like I just named and other ones uh, where there will be a lot more hotshot runs. So stick with Curry, people. Don't ditch it yet. And sign up for Curry if you haven't yet before your market does get flooded, um, like all the gig apps always seem to do. But um, hopefully Curry will do a little bit better of a job than most of these apps as they have already, uh, not onboarding everybody at once and kind of keeping it paced. So... That said, um, those are those are some companies I really like and have liked for years. So, welcome to 2022, and uh, those were my plugs for some of my favorite companies. Um, again, back to the dumpling one, though. I got to tell you guys, if you really like Instacart or if you like shopping, I've talked to a lot of people who like shopping but hate Instacart. If that's you, go look at Dumpling. And if you already have and you thought, oh, this isn't me, go look again. And the $500 bonus for doing just 10 shops, you can find one or two people that over the course of 90 days, you could probably do 10 shops for. And since you set your rates, you could set the rate at almost nothing while you're kind of building your business and your page and stuff. And uh, you're going to get an extra 500 bucks anyway. So, and watch the round table, you know, watch, watch the round table on my YouTube channel, um, or on our Patreon page, which I will put that link in the show notes too. We finally have the Patreon page up. And I would, you know, people have been asking me who listen to the podcast regularly. Um, you know, we have two different tiers. We have a five and a ten dollar tier, and I'll let you go check it out what it gets you. Um, but you know, I, I'm I'm trying to make sure that if you're if you're giving some money over, you know, I'm trying to barter it out with you know, you're getting extra content. You're getting a free coffee mug. You're getting something too, so that I feel like, you know, it's not just throwing money at something. But I know we have a lot of regular listeners who love the podcast and there's going to be a lot of bonus materials up there and, um, you know, pre-interview stuff and uh, short interviews, like 20 minutes that you'll only be able to see on Patreon. Um, You know, obviously if something like blows the roof off, I'll put it up on the podcast too, even if it was something meant for Patreon. Um, that just absolutely needs to go out to all the listeners. So it's not like you're going to be shortchanged, but you know, even for the $5 entry level, there's a, there's a lot of perks out there for it. So I'll put the link up. You guys check it out. 
This week uh, is actually a very busy week for me. So um, I just finished my interview with Jason uh, Thierry from the Gig Economy podcast. And uh, we talked about uh, a few different things, just a little bit of news, the new year. And I'm going to bring him on for this interview. This is our 100th episode. However, it's not our 100th week. So the 100th week will come at the end of March, and that would be like our 100th episode, I guess, even though our even though our bonus podcasts are kind of the same as our regular ones. It would just meant I did another one that week. Um, but So this is podcast number 100. However, um, you know, the big 100 one will probably be like do some kind of thing at the end of March. But also, first uh, of March is the five-year anniversary of Uber Lyft drivers. So I'm going to try and make something happen in the middle of March that has some giveaways, some other things, and we're going to make it really fun. So watch for that episode. Stay tuned. Um, might Probably going to do it live. But the rest of this week for me looks like this. So I just did an interview with Jason Terry. Um, we're going to be doing one with Harry this week, Harry Campbell from the Rideshare Guy, talking about 2022 predictions for the gig economy. On Thursday, um, January 6th, I have uh, YouTube creator Hannibal Darby, um, a.k.a. Hannibal is Hungry. And on Friday, the TNC Radio Live, uh, TNC Radio dot live, uh, pod, uh, um, live call-in show that Jason and I do uh, comes back after its winter break. So you can find that from 4 to 6 Pacific, and seven to nine Eastern, and you can do the math for the in-between states. Um, but it runs two hours. Um, it's got music. It's got uh, topics, and we invite everybody to call in. So I'll put out a little more information on social media again on Blast it maybe on uh, Friday morning or something this week to remind you. But we really are to the point now. It's gotten a little dialed. We're we're looking at how we want to take it. And really what we're looking for now, we're going to start talking about more gig content, is more people to call in. So um, we've been holding back on that, but now we're going to kind of open the floodgates. That all said, I hope you had a wonderful New Year's Eve. And uh, well, I was going to give something away, but actually in my interview with Jason, he kind of gives it away. <laughs> so I'm going to let Jason give it away. So Stay tuned. Hold on one second while I bring Jason on, and then I'll come back on the other side. So, Happy New Year, everybody. And uh, I'd like to welcome uh, Jason Terry from the Gig Economy Podcast back for his fifth appearance. I think oh. That makes you the number one, maybe. Ah, uh, yeah. Appear. That's probably the not the number one content, <laughs> but the number one guest. There we go. I'll take it. I'll take yeah. it. Yeah, for having me the on. number one guest. Uh, <laughs> thanks. Yeah, thanks for coming on, man. Happy New Year. Yeah, you too. Um, Congratulations you, on your engagement. I didn't know if you... Well, you made it public, so I can say it. Well, now you did, so it doesn't matter. <laughs> <laughs> you can you can edit it out, but congratulations. No, no, no. no. It's, I'm, uh, I'm happy for you and Marissa. Yeah, thanks, man. Um, yeah, I mean, it was kind of... It was crazy. It was a crazy weekend. I'd been... Just between us, she knows this too. Well, I guess not between us because everybody's going to hear it. I mean, you can cut it out. We can no, reset. No, 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 no. Screw it. I don't mind. Okay. Um, but yeah, I mean, so I was planning on asking her for a while. And it was funny because you asked me a while back about it. I remember yeah, I you, were like, you were yeah. like making a joke or something. I think it's because you noticed her last name 
was hyphenated and was Eden's Johnson. Yes. And you were like, what is going on? <laughs> yeah, I was very and it confused. was cut. Kind of, and when you when you said that, I was already planning it. So it was kind of like, oh, um, it's weird <laughs> you're asking this because I already had, but I didn't have a plan of when or anything. I just knew it was gonna happen. Okay. And I absolutely didn't have a plan for it happening New Year's Eve, but it just happened. Okay. Yeah. I like so, that. Yeah. I mean, that's kind of what it had been, though. I knew it was gonna happen. I just I I had no idea when. I was just kind of waiting. Waiting for the moment. Yeah, I mean, so, and I did it, and we did it on New Year's, so that's kind of an awesome anniversary, you know? Yes, it is. Yeah, so. Yeah. <laughs> one, so one one you can't forget. Well, no, that's not your wedding anniversary, so yeah, that's true. But it's one of those anniversaries you got to remember, though, and it makes it really easy that it's New Year's. True. Right. <laughs> um. So, yeah, so that, and that all happened, too, during the state of Boulder the County, which I'm sure you're... Yes. watching and up to date with a little bit yeah it's scary stuff man i saw a video of a costco where they were evacuating and they walked out and it was just smoke everywhere like i was having anxiety watching the video oh my god man target went up um elements hotel went up in flames like i mean it is and it's not boulder it's so they said boulder county but it's like all of the towns that surround boulder okay. except for boulder didn't really get it too bad but Louisville, lafayette Broomfield, like they all got torched i mean do they know the the cause of it what started it well so it's funny you ask because marissa had told me because she lives up there and she had told me that she was driving by all these fields that all summer hadn't been plowed Mm. um that normally kind of are somewhat or bailed up and whatnot and they were just like way overgrown everything's been so dry here but um so we just kind of figured there was 115 mile an hour winds that day Oh, yeah. That's why when I hear like hurricane force winds, like I, we've had 120 mile of the winds out here in Longmont that flipped uh, airplanes over. Good Lord. So I mean, like that doesn't happen all the time, but sometimes it comes whipping along the front range. But, you know, so it was happening. That happened. Now there's the news is saying maybe arson, but whatever it was, you know, it got out of hand quick because of the wind. But the funny thing was, is, dude, that it was you know it was like 11 degrees the fire's burning in the mountains you could it was it was creeping towards boulder and we knew it was coming on friday and this all hit on thursday the fires and you could see in the mountain ranges while behind the fires you could see the snow coming down in the mountains yeah so you could see the fire and then through it you could see snow on the other side i mean it was it was crazy, dude. They couldn't get the choppers in to like drop water. They couldn't. I mean, it was just all engulfed, and it happened so quick. But yeah, the next day it was like nine degrees up there. It's it snowed like eight inches. So yeah. I mean, it was just wow. it was nuts. And this all happened. So that's why we got engaged to lighten the world up, <laughs> make it a better place. <laughs> well, something you won't forget. That's for sure. <laughs> um okay so uh also uh jason and i don't i don't think we have a confirmed date but we have a thing coming up with harry that's gonna be pretty cool yeah i think yeah that i'm looking forward to that i'm looking forward to uh having harry lead uh like i said yeah Yeah, have him lead and steve and i can't shut up so that'll be a challenge (laughs) for both of us to to take turns because we both have a hard time doing that 
Yeah. Um, so yeah, I'm looking forward to that. That'd be my first collab with Harry. I know you've had him on the show. I think you've been on his show. Uh, I was very, uh, it was very nice for him to reach out. I felt very, uh, cool about that. So yeah. that he, that. it's gonna be awesome. man. I'm just, I'm kind of, I even like his return email to us. I was a little confused because he said like Monday, Tuesday, I was like, and I knew I hadn't been on top of my emails the last few days, but I looked and I was like, like this week. Yeah, I think so. I think he met either Tuesday <laughs> or Wednesday or Wednesday or Thursday. I was like, I can't do one of the days. I can't remember. And I didn't hear back. So probably because he's waiting on your ass. But, right. you know, again, you know, getting engaged, fighting fires, trying not yeah. to die. I get you. Well, and just so you know, while the fires were going on, Marissa being up in Boulder all the time, her and I got out to the mountains and that's where it happened so we were kind of chilling up in the mountains with all the fires and everything we're safe at least from from fire (laughs) yeah i don't know if i I don't know if a lot of our family wants to hear that but uh (laughs) because they were like i mean not our family but they were begging for volunteers and just people to shuffle water up there and yeah we normally do our thing and play our role but do we really needed to get out of here no don't i don't think you have any reason to to say any of that you're totally fine right um okay so uh just a couple um stories here into the new year um and then i'm kind of i'm kind of trying to bring back in the like i was telling you beforehand the podcast runtime because it's been going crazy especially when i stream i don't know streaming's streaming's different live because you get people coming in and out of the room. Yeah. You feel it. And so like, if I don't know if I'm watching and there's like 15 and then it starts shrinking, I'm like, okay, it's time to start wrapping it up. And then it'll go right back to 15. Yeah. And you're like, wait a minute. <laughs> so, yeah. It, it's tough to, I, I've, <laughs> I'm pretty strict on my time though. Even, I think even the hundredth episode when we were on, I think it was only an hour 15 and that's, that's, that's pushing it for us. So yeah, uh, I kind of try to keep eye on the clock. Cause again, I got to edit that too. So I'm, I'm kind of a, a picky editor and I got to go through all that. So anything longer than an hour, I'm like, son of a bitch. <laughs> right. <laughs> but you never cut anything though, really? No, you no, just I don't. Stuff. Yeah. Yeah. I just cut, try to cut lip smacks and just weird noises. I don't know. I, I'm just picky that way. It doesn't right. mean everyone has to do that, but <laughs> no, I, in fact, I, what I do at this little behind the curtains, I get the audio set, right. And then I put it at one and a half speed and listen to it. Cause I'm, I'm so used to Jesper and I talking. I can know his, it just, that's just how it works. Now, if I add like the hundredth episode, I barely added that. There were so many damn people talking over each other. I was like, you know what? I'm not even going to worry about this. <laughs> you know, as funny as it was, though, I, I really liked the hundredth episode. I think my favorite part was when, uh, what's his name from North Carolina? Oh, John. When John, when John was just sitting to the side, laughing his ass off and nobody knew. And you were like, what? And he was like, He's like, yes, but has his fingers in the ice. Oh, I know. I didn't even catch that. That was so funny. He was uh, like, please yes, don't let that be my ice. Right. I remember that. Now I remember that bolt sitting there. I didn't know how to distribute the ice. I don't know. I just assume everyone would get their own ice, but maybe I should have just put it all in the cups. But anyways. So have you been, uh, obviously, you haven't been doing much gig work the last couple of weeks then. Actually, um, yeah, well, I've been doing shipped and I, and you remember I was doing the shipped Instacart challenge. I never got an Instacart this morning. I woke up and I told Marissa, she was here and I I told her, I said, I said, I got to do an Instacart right now. I opened the app and there was one in there. I just took it blindly. (laughs) How'd that go? (laughs) 
<laughs> Dude, I hate Instacart. Do you? I hate it, man. I honestly like shipped isn't so bad. Like, I mean, I guess, you know, again, it's your market. How many people believe in shipped in your market? Yeah. You know, I mean, because shipped, I learned, does come with a um with a membership cost. Yes. To the co- to the customers. So I think that makes them much more likely to tip. Really? Yeah, and people who are willing to pay for a membership and then use it often. Although you could think the exact opposite. They're like, well, I'm already paying a membership. Why should I tip? I mean, you could look at it so many different ways. Right. Well, for like example, though, like in so you've used shipped, right? Oh, oh no. Okay. Oh, yeah, you have. Right. Yeah, both. So I didn't use. Sh- I've probably done 40, 50 shipped runs, but I didn't. I only did one that was Office Max. All of the rest were one target by my house. Oh, really? I would just go do the run and then I would drive back to target so that I was as close to that target as I could be, even though I'm not even sure that matters because the targets all over Denver come up on shipped. Yeah. So, I mean, you can pick any, but I just, I'd be there and get another one and I just keep taking them. And when I averaged it out, it was like 35 an hour. So yeah. I wasn't doing that bad. It was decent. It was good money. But do you think it's because of the holidays though, that it was extra busy? Some of it, man. And I'll tell you what, like I had a few different customers on shipped to like, one of the people asked for like a Lego set or something that was like one of the bigger ones. Like it was, you know, like one of the $120 ones. I don't know. What is that? Like a 5,000 piece or something like one of the big ones. Yeah. And so I'm at target and I see where the thing is, but the, the, the rack's clear. So there isn't one left. So I right. asked the dude if there's one left and he's like, no, it's Christmas idiot. He's yeah. like, there's nothing left, man. <laughs> so I looked to, at the rack and then I looked to the left and right of it. And there's two other large sets about the same size. And I took a picture of both of them and I sent it to my ship cu- customer. And I said, listen, they don't have what you're looking for, but both of these kind of look in the same piece amount range and you like either of these and they were like oh i love the second one thank you for doing that i can't believe you did that nobody's ever done that and i was like yeah no problem and so i got that instead and the whatever it was was like the shipped fee plus a ten dollar tip at the end of the day um they changed like six hours after i delivered it they changed the tip to 40 so added 30 to it damn because of that one minute I took out of my day. Right. Yeah. So I, I, I point this out because to gig workers who are always just pissing, moaning and kicking the can down the road, you know, like stand again, stand positive and some human interaction when it's needed. Yeah. Can, can go a long way, man. <laughs> yeah. I think I, I know what you're saying about the bitching because that's all you see online. You very rarely see anything positive. And I just think people get burned out on stuff. You know what I mean? You may have gotten that point when you did ship for a year and you're like, you know what? Screw this. But um, no, I agree. Trying to go the extra mile for the customer, especially a tip based kind of gig. I mean, I think it, I think that's important. Doesn't always pan out that way. But it, as long as you feel good about yourself and you did the right thing, then I think you're good with that. Right. So the here's the Instacart shop that I did today. So again, I just I saw it. And I saw that it was Mike uh, King Supers, Safeway Kroger. King Supers is Kroger. They're they're owned by Kroger, so that's our Kroger out here. Um, but I saw King Supers uh, by my house, which is okay. I got that one, no problem. I saw three point three miles 
um, which means that's how far it is from the King Supers to the delivery. So that seemed far. And it was 27 items for, uh, well, first of all, it was, are you familiar with Instacart? Yes. So you know when it's like got that little fire symbol? Mm -hmm. And that means, I'm pretty sure that what that means is that they, because they give you that two hour window. When you put an order in, it says, okay, your de- your order will be delivered if you put it in at 2 p.m. between 2 and 4. And then once it gets close to 4, if somebody took it or dropped the batch or whatever, I think that that's them adding money from Instacart yeah. side to get you to take it to make it still get there. Yeah, like a surge. Right. Um, so, But so I didn't notice that at first. I saw the fire thing. I saw the amount. And... I just, I was like, that's pathetic. I'll take it. But so it was, well, I hadn't done one. I haven't even done one. Like that's pathetic. I'll do it. (laughs) It's, I mean, I just had to do one. I had to go through it. Yeah. So um, I'll tell you every part of it. I hated, I mean, the, the app, the way that I just, the way it is. So I get in there and it's like that. But so the whole thing in the end, took me it was 20 whatever items and i know that store well like the back of my hand um but it took me like a half hour to do the shop um and and get out of there which was pretty lucky for that store and then you know driving to their house and back with the tip with the bonus with the whatever 50 cent base pay that instacart gives you for everything you do yeah uh, by the way, Instacart, new sponsor of Red Shirt. <laughs> 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 um, honestly, it was like, I can't remember. It was like $12.59 and it had a $5 tip. You're kidding me. So $7.59 from Instacart for their base play pay plus the surge thing. And the surge thing was more than the base pay. So it was like $3 plus $4.35 plus $5. Oh my gosh, dude! What am I? Well, kidding me? Who even does that? If I, I after it because I was only doing the one and I had other things to do, so I came back home. So for me leaving my house to go into the store, which is only a couple miles away or a mile away, to go into the house, the shop, the house, and then back to here was an hour. Okay, like I paid thirteen bucks for an hour, but had they not tipped and had there not been a surge on it. I would have made three bucks. No, really? It so or so three fifty. I can't remember what the base pay was. It was pathetic, dude. So it was, dude. I can't believe it's that low. Like, yeah, that's who would do that. I don't. I think that on the last radio show we did, I told you that I saw one in there when I was trying to grab them. That was at a different King Supers that was like four dollars, no tip, fifty two items. Oh my gosh. Yeah, I think aren't they like batching them together so it makes it look like it's more? So it's yeah, like most of the things are it says two or three. Yeah. So it's double or triple stacked. But dude, even that, then you got to do all kinds of different math because you got to do three deliveries. You got to keep them separated. Yeah, it's not worth it. Right. So I don't know who's doing this shit still. Like as a as a gig worker, like well, that's what why? that's what I was wondering, man. Like, do is this so okay, is, maybe you know, maybe you'll think this too. Like, is this people putting in, like, people who have used Instacart a lot and know this and put in the bare minimum with no tip and go, well, nobody will take it, 
And when it doesn't, they'll raise the price and Instacart will pay the difference and I'll get my groceries. Maybe. I mean, that I mean, do you think like somebody of- like even like an Instacart shopper, let's say. Maybe an yeah. Instacart shopper who quit, stopped doing it, noticed, dude, all you have to do is put in four bucks. They right. say it'll be here in this two hour window. As soon as it's not going to be, they'll raise the price to make sure somebody gets it to you. But then you're just kind of a piece of shit. There's are that many people out there. Like to me, I'm like, I'm tipping regardless. It's yeah. I mean, if, if it's, if it's terrible service, I'm, I'm not going to tip as well, but I mean, it's still a service. You are still doing something for somebody. I mean, but I just, I just don't understand people that can make money on Instacart. No, I'm, and that's, but I mean, like if they, <laughs> I don't even know, man, like even if they add money, so what? So if you if they added six dollars to that four, I still wouldn't have done it. If you added sixteen, I wouldn't have done it. Yeah, I yeah, mean that's I twenty know. bucks for fifty three items, and however far it was, and that store is not my closest. That would have been like an hour and a half. So right now I'm doing Walmart deliveries, and their minimum, and I I think it will go down. It's just new in our area. the The shop and deliver where you're like an Instacart shopper or a ship shopper. Before it was just you'd pick the food up from Walmart and just deliver it. You were just the delivery person, right? But right now the minimum is twenty bucks. So any shop, any shop. So it could be now they all add more if it's a big one. But like I've had orders for two items for twenty, and I've had orders for two. 27 items for 20 and that's that's not bad i i can do right. i can do 40 an hour 40 dollars yeah. an hour now that will go down by the time i circle back next year for gig work that'll be down it'll be like 10 dollar minimum but yeah. right now i'm digging it yeah well i think shipped uh, you know from what i was watching what you were asking i think shipped is just good i mean maybe it's not as good but I mean, a lot of the things that we're getting were just basic needs uh, for people. I mean, for yeah. one person, it was just like just paper plates, toilet paper, paper towels. And I made decent money. It was like they just needed all paper products. So the, the ship platform has changed in some areas, the payout. Now, it used to be pretty good in Grand Rapids, but they've changed the payout. And it's, it's kind of like an Instacart's model. Not quite as bad. Right. But pretty close. The key with shipped is getting to be a preferred shopper for people and you shop for them every week. Those those preferred shoppers, I think that's what they call them. They're making bank. You know what I mean? Because they're getting the same people every week and those people tip well. Huh. Yeah, I'm not I'm not there no. yet. No, no, no. <laughs> or, or nobody's do... preferred me yet. <laughs> no, no, it takes some time. You know what I mean? But if you're well, wouldn't if it you're... just wouldn't it just take one person to prefer you? Yeah, but I mean, it takes time to build that volume. So when you go on the right, schedule yeah. every week, you work, they they know you're working Monday, Wednesday, and Friday. And so they're like, uh, no, or whatever days you pick. And you work those three days, and all of a sudden you got 10, 10 people that day that you get repeat every Monday, every oh. Wednesday. And then they, they usually tip well. So obviously you can, you can unprefer somebody too. So if somebody like, oh, you're a great shopper, but didn't tip, you can right. be like, uh yeah i don't want to shop for you anymore so that's weird i haven't picked up any. i've seen them but i haven't picked up any shifts okay yeah i never did i always did promos yeah that's or just just grabbing them I yeah mean, there's just up here anyway in denver there's just always stuff in the queue there's Not always here. stuff in there to grab yeah and again it could have been the holidays or what but yeah there's there's definitely uh definitely not that here but anyways so yeah. 
Sounds like you like shipped Instacart. Can, well, I mean, I'm, I mean, I can make more like, on Curry. Yeah, but I, like but, I, quotes. but I but I would put it above a lot of other apps, at least right now with what it pays. But like you said, it went down. I mean, is that going to happen here? Because it sounds to me like you're even surprised how little Instagram or Instacart paid me. Yeah, I was so like, as, as in like that. you do you make more doing Instacart there. And that's how much they're paying here in Denver. I mean, that just yeah. doesn't work. Yeah, again, I I want to talk to an Instacart shopper that's doing this for work. Like, do you know something? Is there a back door of pay that you're getting or something? Like, I could see if you like. We always joke about in the group being at a top dasher, right? And for DoorDash, it's kind of a joke as a top dasher. Like, if they had that for Instacart, I can see striving to get that to get more money. Like, let's say you get twenty percent more per order. Okay, I mean, I could see that, but. Why are you doing it for four bucks? I don't know. You can't even drive there for four bucks. I think the only way that you can make money now is the, like you were saying, the stacked orders. And Mm -hmm. I think that when you do that, it's, it's play. It's just another mind game. It's like, you don't have time to really break down. Is that worth it? Cause you hit it and then you see three houses, some miles and you're like, "Eh, yeah, I'll take it. I wonder if there's some, I know there's bots that have been out there that grab the routes, but I oh, wonder yeah. if there's bots out there that monitor like surge and stuff like that. So that maybe that's why you're only seeing the shitty ones. Cause when you go on there, everything else has been grabbed by, you know, I don't know. Like I use uh, Gary Middleton stuff and it, it doesn't grab it. Well, it kind of grabs it for you. Um, but I mean, it, it, I filter out all the garbage basically. And I'm wondering if they have that for Instacart. Right. I, I don't know how Instacart still has the bots. They're like the only platform too. like other platforms. People have tried the bots, but Instacart like can't get away from them. people. Can't it, do it. It's got to be a super easy platform to code must be or something because people have been able to get in there and figure it out. I don't know. Yeah, I just never even understood the bots. I don't know if you remember, but and I know some listeners will, but the bots then you can have like friends you can like friend somebody on instagram and buy orders what well what do you think those bots are doing they're not just collecting them for one person there's then people who resell them like in 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 quick time must be well here's what here's what i learned because i was wondering that too like dude how even in even if it was like in bitcoin or something how is somebody doing these transactions and I what it is is you subscribe to somebody, mm-hmm. and if you're subscribed, they'll get you batch orders and the the prime picks and all this stuff. And if they go down, they just create another channel kind of thing. Wow, I did not know that. Well, I mean, that's where else would the bots be taking them? Well, I just thought the bots <laughs> were something where where you would like uh, download an app on your phone and it would be doing it for you. Like something that ran in the background. Oh yeah. No, the bots are stealing them out of all the batches. Like, and and just keeping them like in a temporary cloud, like they were accepted. Interesting. And then dishing them out quick to subscribers and stuff. Wow. (laughs) That's pretty shady. I know. Right. And like, why, why can't Instagram fix this? I mean, like the bots have been, unable to penetrate all the other apps like yeah i don't know it's way above our pay grade yeah <laughs> <laughs> um so okay this is uh this story i saw was it this yeah this story i saw today this is pretty crazy um and the 
driving company was hire car. Okay. This is San Francisco. Um, uh, so cops released door to badly mall Uber driver. Who's missed rental payment. They released what the dog, like oh, I a heard cop door. dog. I heard and door and I was like, wait, dude, a minute. the guy's arm is ripped from here to here. He's got stitches. His whole body's all screwed up. He is a mess, man. Wow. And they, yeah, they were claiming that the car was stolen, but it was rented from through Uber for high from hire car. Oh, no. He had so all they, the he had all the paperwork. He's like, I, I drive for Uber. I've got my hire. I, I rented this from hire car. Here yeah. you go, and then and then they still got the dogs on him. He was a he was an immigrant, okay. You know? And so, um, you know, yeah, I think that if the cops think it's a felony, they're going to treat it as that. If it's a stolen car, um, you yeah, know what but I mean? it's hire car. How would it be? Yeah, I know, but they. I'm not defending the cops. I'm not. I'm just saying you got to give him a little grace because if they're going in all they can know what what dispatch tells them right this car is stolen they get those cops that's the problem you, they go into these situations they get the bare details they don't know anything about it now right. i don't know is was there video on it or not yeah there is okay i'm, I'm just curious uh <laughs> what what words were spoken before they released the canine it's on apple but and here let me see if i can just maybe just play it uh, but yeah, as the dog tore the flesh from Ali uh, Badar's right arm, <laughs> the Egyptian Im- immigrant and the Uber driver yelled over and over, "What? What I did? What I did?" For more than a minute, the San Ramon police dog named Dexter grips gripped the driver's arm, whipping it, uh, whipping its head back and forth. Officers worked to handcuff Badar as he wailed in pain. In that moment. Captured on dashboard and body cam video, um, Badar was unarmed, barefoot, and not resisting. First of all, he shouldn't have been driving barefoot. <laughs> <laughs> I think that's the least of his problems. That's, that's, <laughs> maybe that's why they rousted him. I don't know. <laughs> um, but was suffering uh, or is suffering uh, grievous and permanent in- injuries. Badar had rented the car through the, through a company service servicing gig workers. Uh, was treated as a potential car thief one um, in late December 2020 and then violently attacked by police or 2021 violently attacked by police despite posing no apparent threat. He said the car owner uh, had reported the vehicles. Oh, hire car is one of the ones where the owner rents it to you. Yes. Oh. Yeah. Okay. I don't know even how to respond to that because Well, I mean, it's still the same thing, right? It, but it's so like I, an Airbnb. I mean, if I put yeah. my house up on Airbnb, you know, I can't Airbnb has got the renters back. Like if yeah. I call up and called the police and said, "Hey, there's somebody in my house." See, you that's know, that, different with the houses because of the 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 squatting and the eviction. Like it's a little different than a car. Well, but even if they come up to the door and the person answered and said, "No, I rented this through Airbnb," right? Then they could get Airbnb on the phone. Airbnb has a team, I'm sure, that can talk to a police officer and say, "No, that is under our rental contract. I can fax it over to you." Yeah, but at that point, it's a civil matter. So going back to the car thing. 
You're right about the dog, though. Those dogs are trained to not he's, rip people he's, to shred. He's screwed up. It's from the it's from the shoulder to the hand. Yeah, they're they're there to secure the person. And once he stops resisting, they're not there to like thrash around. So the guy's going to get some money from that for sure. Right. He won't be Uber driving anymore. No, he'll be in the Bahamas <laughs> with his millions of dollars from the whatever police department that was. But but either way, it's like I do feel bad for the cops because they get barely a little. They get just minimal information and they're supposed to make a decision off that. I know, man. And I actually, you know, I. I was telling Marissa and I like talk about this. I have some friends that are cops around here from when I ran the bars that used to help us out. They'd work, you know, late night shifts at the door in uniform. We'd pay them cash under the table. Yeah. Just for around closing time for a few hours, like 40, 50 bucks an hour just to sit there. Yeah. um, With our door guy. But I mean, so I have a, I don't have a bad taste about cops. I actually happen to know a lot of good ones. So. I mean, yeah. there's, there's, you know what? There's good people, there's bad people, and there's more bad people than good people. Yeah. So probably the same thing with cops. Everybody, <laughs> it's like there's yeah. good cops, there's bad cops. There might be more bad in your area. I don't know. Yeah, I mean, it's a law of averages. I don't think there's more bad than good cops. I, I right, it, like in my area, that's not true at all. In fact, yeah. I'm. I will be honest. I'm yet to meet a bad cop. Yeah, move to Chicago, the south side of Chicago, though. Right. Well, like what the. I don't think there are cops there anymore. Yeah, I know. I think they've exited. But yeah, moving on to this. This is this is hilarious. You'll love this. So um, here's the title of the Forbes article that I was looking at. It's 2022. Where are all the flying cars we've been promised? So when I started Uber Lyft drivers, it was 2019. Then it was 2021 that all of them would be going. The yeah. EV tall. Then it was uh 2022. Now they're all a few are saying 2023. But what I found really interesting about this um, article was that who was the one company that said no and specifically got very detailed in this article? I'll put it in the show link so that other people can see this too. But if you want to read this article, it's pretty cool. But um, it was like uh, um, Hyundai. Okay. Hyundai says uh, it's it's EV tall experts say that nothing, not even anything beyond basic testing in a small location will happen before 2028. For for them, for everybody in EV tall. Really? Yep. They've said that the earliest application that could be accepted outside of perimetered areas from the FAA is 2028. So you're saying EV or are you talking autopilot? No, no EV, electric vertical takeoff landing. Oh, I'm sorry. Gosh, you, you kept fl- saying it kind of... Flying cars, yeah. Oh, okay. God, that's wait. I think 2028 is too early for that shit. Right, but they've been. this has been a promise that every year I talk about. I put stories out. Really? I say, hey, it's 2019. I'm like, it's not going to happen. And I keep saying this and they keep oh, okay. pushing it one year. Well, all of them are pushing it one more year. This is the fourth time. Uh, 20, 2023. And and Hyundai is the only one saying, nope, 2028 at the earliest. And that's with if things get mastered and the FAA pushes it through. 
why are even people even talking about that though? We can't even get drones in the air to deliver packages yet. Like, well, that's that's why I'm going to post this article because it even talks about like how right before the new year, all of these companies fell in, in share stock, and then that includes like uh, Jobby Air, which bought Uber's EV tall department. Okay, so you I know when they bought that, there was a lot of buzz like, oh, they're going to be taking off with it now. It's going to really get going soon. And it's just one of those things where I was watching all these investors and I'm like, do you know there's not a prototype out there? <laughs> yeah, this is just like a fantasy. I mean, there is prototypes, but I mean, the ones they take to shows that are the big black, black shiny ones and look like pimped out like limousines and stuff of the air. Those yeah. aren't even the ones they're testing. Of course, those are just those are just like a, a form that might not even work to fly. They're right. just making look sweet. And then the ones they do take out are just having all kinds of issues. And yeah. I've always said, dude, the, the, the FAA is not just going to let people go <laughs> whip around <laughs> in the air, dude. Aren't you kind of like frustrated, though? <laughs> that, like they haven't even got the, the ground stuff worked out. Like the, the Teslas and the, the autopilot. Like that shit's, you know, Uber, what they sold their company. Was it Waymo that they that they sold or there was some some company that they they had well, it their, was it was their ev tall they sold it to jobby air yeah but what was it but was the no there was another one that they were doing just like oh uber of, elevate maybe that's what it was i was don't it, know there was, that they there turned was into more, a helicopter right no this one had nothing to do with flying this was just the, oh, the auto, autonomous autonomous yeah okay yeah they sold that to yandex in russia okay. oh mm. Which Yandex yeah. is actually ahead of the curve. They're like more in the like like I've said jokingly, you know that you know there's hundreds of companies in the in the in the um, autonomous vehicle space, mm-hmm. and I've always said like if there's 200, it's like if you n- numbered them, and like here's number one in advancements and where they place, and there was some kind of metric to do this, you'd have like Waymo, Alphabet, you know, like Bolt, some of these top tier ones. And if there were 200, it would be like 197 Uber. (laughs) You know, it's like Uber, right? Uber really wasn't doing anything. They were just propping something up for investors to make it look like they were in that space. They weren't. I feel like they want to wet their whistle on everything. And then if it sticks and it takes off, then great. If it doesn't, then they're like, all right, let's sell this shit. See, I started to feel like it was like Uber said, okay, we're going to do autonomous too. Just to let all the other other autonomous companies know, so they could start thinking about, whoa, Uber has one heck of a database. Yeah, maybe like, I don't even know if that if it was anything more than their database value. Yeah, just try. Oh, okay, that's interesting. You yeah. know, like almost like a threat. Do you guys know anything about autonomous? No, <laughs> <laughs> but we'll buy up some other little company that doesn't either that doesn't have any people because we right. have all the people. Yep. You know, and I think they might have, I think that might have been the case with how they started all of that stuff. Hmm. EV tall, all of that. Like, hey, if we, if we make a dent with one company that would buy us, we'll just sell it as the database, not the technology. We'll just sell the people's info. Yeah. Here's my bold prediction. Uh, We'll both be dead before they have flying cars. Right. And or or if not, it'll be somewhere you'll have to go to certain spaces to do it to try. Yeah, it. it's not going to yeah. be you're not going to be getting around by a car in the yeah, air. not mainstream. Right, you're not just going to be like whipping into Seven Eleven, like 
out of space. Wouldn't that be awesome? <laughs> Shit would get done so quick if we could do that. But there'd be so many accidents. Well, it would have to be. A t- I think it would have to be <laughs> autonomous. I think it would have to like we're not controlling this shit. Like you get in it and it's a, dis- you know, they can tell where everyone else is in the air. That's the only way it will work. Everyone will die otherwise. So you would rather trust the robot? Yeah, I would. <laughs> like, can we just say, hey, go get in this thing right here? Well, I mean, I don't know how to fly. I know how to drive. I would rather trust me over the robot on the car in a car. But in the air, I don't know how to fly. Like, I'm just going to assume that this. Well, robot- imagine it's just a car with a wheel. And if you pull no. back, it goes up. If you push it down. <laughs> I mean, if it's that simple, then, yeah, give me the reins. I'm, I'm in. But I don't think that's the case there, Steve. <laughs> um, oh, man. What was, I, what was I seeing here? This is this is. Uh, OK, this is I think the. The only this story and the only other one I had was the changes in tips and I'll put or the changes in taxes. And I'm going to put that link up in the show notes for everybody and everybody should look at that. But this one I want to talk about. This is uh, um, from treatment of gig uh, workers to tip transparency. The app based economy could see key changes in 2022. Um, I don't know if you noticed, but this week or today alone, Vina Dubal um somehow is now advocating for i need to look into this more for gig workers but i think it's more for the ones who want to be full-time lorena mm. gonzalez the one who passed ab5 left her position it is now working for the workers union i mean and, and dude, the post i saw was from all those ladies that i have on who know a lot of that stuff and it said like huh it said shocker you know like she oh uh, she went to lorena gonzalez went from assembly woman to being the forefront for this union person and then she was like wasn't she already that hmm like she was already in their pocket and we all knew yeah. this and now now she quit her fuck her her state assembly job to be well, like mon- full-time dirtbag money money talks <laughs> i mean they're probably <laughs> like we're gonna pay you this much <laughs> full-time dirtbag <laughs> <laughs> well, I mean, uh, it reminds me of this, you know, man, the more and more I talk about it, it just reminds me of the cigarette industry. Like when you and I grew up. Yeah. You remember how like they always say, you know, big, big uh, company or big box or all that kind of terms. Now, like mm-hmm. when you and I were growing up, it was the cigarette companies. They were yeah. just raking in the money. They weren't being oh, yeah. taxed. Right. They were just raging money. And that was it. Like. Probably I don't I don't keep up with it, but I know they're expensive. Probably about a third of what a pack costs now. Yeah, I think they're like six, seven bucks a pack now. Right. Or more. And I yeah. think they were like when you and I were growing up, they were probably like three, but they were probably making more on that three. Yes. Because the government wasn't taking eight or whatever they're doing no, now. <laughs> no. Yeah, they were they were a big time back then. I'll, remember all those ads for everything? Right. You, you couldn't turn anywhere without seeing a cigarette ad. Oh man, if you go back in the like the 1960s magazines, there's like mm-hmm. pregnant women smoking and the doctor approving it. He's like, just calm down, have a cigarette, you know, like have a Marlboro. <laughs> like it's like <laughs> have a cigarette. Who even smokes, dude? I've never <laughs> smoked. My parents smoked all through their life. Uh for the most they quit later on, but it's so gross to me. Like I've never even taken a hit off a cigarette, but yeah. I, I, I don't understand. You know, 
the desire. Being in the bar industry all those years, I've just I've seen oh. so many people who smoked it. And when, when the first time I'd see them, if I know them as regulars or whatnot, I'd always be like, really? No, like, it would they, shock me because they just didn't strike me as the type. Yeah. Now it's like, them or something. It's like oh. if you're smoke, like my wife and I walk around. And we someone smoking. I'm like, those fuckers. Like, oh, gross. Like, you're you're out for a date and you have to walk through somebody's cigarette smoke to go into the restaurant. I'm like, oh, gross. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Dude, I was. I remember. I I seriously remember going to Las Vegas with my grandfather from Michigan. Yeah. And sitting next to him, we had like my mom, my dad, me, my grandpa, some other people. I sat with him, and he was smoking on the plane. Remember yeah. those days with the little yeah. push ashtray? Yeah, it's crazy. <laughs> what was I don't, know, I don't know if you remember, but there's no, I actually forget a lot of things from when I was younger, but I actually can remember the details of this. I remember like the walls being that like 70s yellow color that a lot of people's houses were. Yeah. From smoke. Oh. And I was like, now looking back, I'm just like, dude, that wasn't just bad brown carpeting or yellow paint <laughs> that was like smoke that was nasty and 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 you as a non-smoker think of all the shit that was going like my parents never smoked inside but think about the the, the poor kids growing up their parents smoke in the house like all that unfiltered smoke is going in you that's so gross now that we've alienated all our smoker listeners right steve well we're not alienating we're just telling them to stop <laughs> we we love you. We there's there's you. there's never a time not to quit. That's right. I mean, I, I actually have had that thrown up at me a couple times from people over 50 or whatever, like, eh, I've been smoking forever. I'm like, dude, it doesn't mean you can't stop now. The, it's not the, like there was an age. Like after 40, if you're smoking, just keep it up. Doesn't matter. Yeah, yeah. And the second <laughs> you stop, if your your lungs are gonna start to heal. Yeah, there are probably some damage that you can't repair, but there's a lot of it you can. Right. And I mean, you just hit on it. I mean, you probably no matter what, you're going to get more life out of yourself. Right. No matter what, even if like, yeah, you're like, dude, my lungs are, I've been smoking 40 years, but I still think, you know, yeah, it's not easy to quit and you quit though. You're going to get maybe a lot more life, but you're going to get some for sure. I mean, think, think of it, the example of McDonald's, you ate McDonald's every day for 40 years and your cholesterol is jacked up. And then you just stop McDonald's. Don't you think your cholesterol is going to go down? Duh. Like it's going to go down. <laughs> Right. If you're alive. Uh, yeah. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> My gosh. Um, so, yeah, about this article, though, it's it, it's actually talking about all the states that are now pushing for the AB5 laws. I mean, here we are at the very start of the year and boom, you know, Vina, here's the portion. Vina Duval, uh, a, a professor at UC Hastings College of Law who studies the gig economy and has cited and has sided with gig workers said efforts that have been going on for a very long time could finally come to a head in 2022. Now that's that statement right there alone is very confusing because when it says Vina Duval, the professor who studies gig economy and has sided with gig workers, that right there is not branding that comment correctly. Correct. Because we know 85% of the gig workers out there don't side with Vina. No. They so want they're, say, they're saying that, you know, when they say has has sided with gig workers, she's sided with 15% of gig workers. Yeah, it's kind of a broad statement with her saying, with them saying that. But it's yeah. not even the majority. No. 
Well, of course, they're not going to say that. That doesn't get people to click on it. I know, but that statement makes it sound like she represents the gig workers as a whole, right. maybe like a, a couple not, but mo- like almost like 97% she's got. Yeah, it's like, exactly. no, dude, 15 she has. Maybe. Yeah. Maybe. That's probably generous. Yeah. I mean, nowadays, who knows? That's, I mean, now there's more people. People kind of understand there's, you know, you know, like these virtual, uh, you know, like strikes that just yeah. uh, you and I agree. They just don't do anything. And the, man, every time you guys do it, it's the platform recognizes it. Yeah. You know, it's Instacart knows when there's going to be an Instacart strike and they watch, man. And they're like, so they turn to their crew and they say, did you see any blip? Did we, did we suffer one second of time loss? And they're yeah. like, nope, chief went perfect. You know, like, <laughs> you know, it's like, and they're like, okay, the strike's over. It didn't do anything at all. Yeah. I would actually do that stuff if it did help. I would. I've said that on my I, show. Too. I agree. If it, if it really would move the needle, I definitely, I mean, I'm not a, I mean, I am a full-time gig worker in the winter. I would even sacrifice a day an extra day off and be like, nope, I'm not doing any gig work today. You know what I mean? And right. I think if everyone did it, it would move the needle. Yeah. But you know what I've learned from like the people I've had on from AB five, like Kim Cavins, a perfect example out in New Jersey. So not AB five, but when she took down that law, it was like her and two other people, you know, they weren't striking against something. They went down to city hall mm-hmm. and like pushed the buttons on their congressman. Right. Because even she mentioned to me, one person going up to a congressman and getting in their face about an issue nicely, but yeah, but but boldly, yeah, you know, that that congressman has to take you beyond seriously because they're you're their constituent. They don't know how many people you came there that day to represent. Right. They don't know how many how much influence you might have social media people, you know, whatever. So they can't just treat it like, oh, here's one nutcase that wants me to change. They have to. That's what she was saying. They have to treat it like you could be 500 people. Yeah, I think emailing helps, too. I mean, not just one email. I think if a lot of people email, it helps. Um, And but yeah, I don't know if I'd be bold enough to go up to my congressman and talk to him and to his face. But I definitely would put a phone call in or an email. Really? You wouldn't? Nah, man. Like, I don't know. Like, I don't know. I mean, if I was going to take up the cause, I would. Yeah, I always feel I'm honestly, you know, uh, I have some insecurities around just not knowing everything that I should. You know what I mean? I you see everything about uh, you see all these people, these freaking out, these Karens and these Ken's or whatever they call them, Kyle's. You know what I mean? And some of the stuff like for politics, right? It's there's a guy I follow that interviews people that are at a Trump rally and basically talks them into circles, but saying normal things. And I just feel like I'd be one of those people. Like, I don't feel confident enough to go up to my congressman and just start like, you know, going down these points, I guess. Well, but congressmen are different and that's maybe she helped me feel a little bit different about this. Here's how she said it to me. Cause I kind of said the same thing as you. I was like, I don't know, especially like alone or just me and one other person. Right. Yo, come here. (laughs) Like, (laughs) And she's like, actually, that's exactly what you do. And, you know, you just be very polite about it. But I live here. I'm in your district. And she's like, it's not like, you know, a political rally. They they absolutely will sit and talk to you. And she she said, here's why that because a lot of times they don't know what you're talking about. Yes. And so whenever I see these strikes, I'm like, you guys are all sitting at home doing nothing, not working the platform. That's not helping. Right. 
But if you did something like this, it doesn't have to be this, but it seems like a good method. She said that, you know, if you go down there and get in their face, a lot of times if you say, hey, listen, we're gig workers, we don't want a law that makes us have to be W-2. Right. If it does, I'm not going to drive for Uber anymore. And every driver I know is not either. Yeah. That kind of comment, she said, can go a long way because the congressman now looks at you and says, might say, I'll get into that. Let me get your info. But then he turns to his uh, helpers and his aides and says, what is this? And they say, well, there's a bill on the table that's trying to push that everybody has to be a W-2. And all of a sudden he's thinking, well, the only person I've heard from is the guy saying he didn't want it, who took a day off driving and probably just gets by. Yeah. Who came down here to say, listen, no. Yeah, that's a really good point. I never thought about that. You're right. He probably has no idea. Right. Because, I mean, think think of all the things that come across their table, dude. Oh, I mean, yeah. so they they literally, I always think of it, I, I, until she said that, I don't know why, I used to think of it like, yes, they know. They have enough AIDS and stuff. They know, but you can't know everything. No, and if it's not hot for them in their area, they're probably not going to know about it until someone brings it to their attention. Right. And that's what and that's what she was getting at. And she said whether or not the unions have already hit your state and started hitting these these congressmen and senators. She was like, even if they've already talked to them and said something about it, you coming to them is the more important one than the union person, even with the millions of dollars and stuff behind them. They're still like, wait yeah. a minute, you don't like this. Right. And then and then it's like, no, I not only do I like it, I'll quit. Right. And then they start doing how many gig workers do we have in the state? And they're like, you know, 1.5 million. And they're like, okay, well, we're not doing that. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah. They don't realize the impact that would have on a lot of states. You know what I mean? Right. So I guess, I guess my point on that is if you're going to strike, it doesn't have to be that way that we were just talking about, but do it, do something that does something impactful. Yeah. And don't email the company because that's not going to do anything. No, start bringing other people involved. Yes. And thinking that just just the turning the app off is not a. That's not because there's your neighbor right next door. Turn the app on and saying, screw it. I'm going to go work today. You know what I mean? And 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 I, I, I. I respect them too. They got to make money. I, I totally get it. And maybe they don't. They're not as passionate as you. So don't be mad at them because they got to go pay their bills. Maybe do something that can make sense. Or honestly, maybe they don't watch YouTube, listen to podcasts, watch much news, and they ha- don't even know there's a strike. True. That, that's actually a good point, too. We're giving everyone <laughs> a ton of credit that they knew everything was going on. But you're, you're absolutely right. I mean, maybe they just watch their six o'clock news every night. And that doesn't make that news. You no. know, so if they're just doing that at the end of a the day, they very well might not know about the strike. What is your thought on going to the news, actually, now that you've brought that up? Like you're like one of us and say, hey, this is kind of going on in our area. It's something you might want to talk about because they're always looking for shit like that. You know what I mean? The problem I think the problem is, is that most news has got some kind of union backing. Oh, OK. So you, they, you'd take them the story and you'd probably even get it. That's really interesting. Let me get back to you. And, and then they'd get- take it to no, they they might not know. And they take it to oh. the editor and the editor would be like, man, we're. 50% supported by that union. You you are not doing the story. <laughs> True. But there's always some sort of media out there you right. know, that can help. I mean, look for a blue check mark of somebody in your area on Twitter. You know what I mean? You just never know. Yeah. So maybe just, more maybe more nonprofit 
you yeah. know, like smaller news type stuff. And then hopefully a bigger paper picks it up. But I'm just saying that doesn't always get in the front of the eyes of people. Right. Again, like this is about that strike. Like if you strike, I don't, you know, like you and I being from Michigan, you know, this, and I've said this before, like if Ford motor striked in the fifties and sixties, that was felt everybody. Oh, walked, yeah. Everybody walked out at the same time. Yep. The line went, had to shut down, which was like an unheard. That was the, like, that was the gold star. Never do this thing about the line. Yeah. Never let the line stop. Right. Kind of thing. And that would be a line stop. Boom. Yeah. They'd all be outside. And that's just at that point, that was, even though it wasn't the billions of dollars, it would be now it was so much money that, you know, they were yeah. just like, well, okay, we're losing our butts off. But you could also see how many people were striking. Yeah. It was virtual cool. strikes are like. Yeah. And everyone's in the same spot. Right. Like we're not all <laughs> across the country or across the state. Right. I don't know. Uh, well, now that we've solved all the world's problems. Yeah. So in 2022, guys, don't strike. Uh, yeah. Go, go mob your congressman. <laughs> You shouldn't say that. Someone's going to do it. And then you're going to get, you're going to get, well, I said, mob, just go get in his face. I'm like, I, I would advise against that too. Just say, hey, Congressman so and so, can I talk to you, please? Yeah. One thing she told me, though, was like, don't try and call the, his office and make an appointment. No. That's what, that's what I meant by getting in their face, not like getting in their face, but, All right. you know, like, don't, call and try and make an appointment because that the secretaries are trained to blow you off of course so you yeah. almost need to like go outside of the state building or if a, a bill's being walking passed, down the hall you see them yeah. and you and you just catch them and say hey can i grab a minute they always give a minute to a constituent they will yeah for sure yeah i didn't mean go get in his face or I, grab him physically i and, know i was although totally all my listeners should do that go grab your congressman physically and shake him you're you're dangerous Steve. you're dangerous i'm just kidding it's it's 2022 so to yeah. the congressman listening listen if a ride sherry driver comes up to you or else he's gonna shake you <laughs> sponsored by instacart <laughs> sponsored by instacarts no fee like soon instacart's gonna be it okay you take this one the guy's tipping five bucks but you pay us eight yeah, pretty much. Yeah. And you got to drive your own car. Yeah, you pay us. Oh, my gosh. Well, um, that's a that's an hour, dude. That's perfect. I would awesome. like to I would like to get back on my time schedule. Thank you. Good. I'm going to I'm going to keep you faithful to that. I'm going to send you a text. This, like, this is good. Man. This is good. Was like 90 minutes. <laughs> so um, but Jason, plug your stuff. Is it this yeah. week that you're on? Yes, sir. Uh, I got Jesper working on a calendar for the website. I know you've been asking for that, and uh, I I think it's a great idea. So it's, it's not just you, but yeah, we are we're we're back. It's been hard to get back into uh, just doing work. We took the last couple of weeks off, and I'm like, oh my gosh, we have a podcast Wednesday. I got to prepare for. It. So this has helped tonight. Uh, not trying to timestamp, but yeah, Wednesday, uh, 9 p.m. Eastern on all the platforms: Facebook, YouTube, Twitch. And what am I missing? Twitter. I don't know. Some people watch on Twitter, but um, so yeah, check us out. Uh, we're just going to do back in the saddle again. Just talk about funny shit and all that stuff. So I would love to have you. So and then the gig economy podcast calendar will be up on the website. 
Yep. I know. Yes, we're going to work on that tonight. He actually sent me a message about 20 minutes, 20 minutes ago. I said, Hey, are you working right now? <laughs> he means like on the show. So, <laughs> so I know he's working. So I'll put all Jason's links up there. I'll put that one at the top though. Even if it's not up yet. Yeah. Because it'll it, be is, on the it is coming. Because yeah. It'll I, I, maybe I should explain that to the listeners. I know I've done it before, but because his is every other week, I even get confused. So yeah. I used to be at a point where I'd text him every week. <laughs> I would text Jason every week. Yeah. This week, he'd be like, no, it was last week. Is Dude, this week? Yes. I get so confused. I have it in my calendar with a reminder. Like I, it goes off on Monday. Like, hey, remember the podcast is this week. I'm like, oh, shit. That because it's it's true on the off weeks. I don't have it very much to do. So, yeah, right. every other week. Yeah. So awesome. So um, this drops tomorrow. So when you hear this, it's the next day. Jason is live. And then every then the following Monday, correct? The audio comes out. Yeah. The audio podcast drops for that session. But again, I I always say join the live. It's it's more fun. But I love the live. That's why we live stream. I love people coming on. There's new people that come on and make comments. And I that's what drives me. That's why it's like my favorite two hours of the month, because I get to sit down with Jesper. And I get to sit down with my pals that are, you know, you and people that populate the stream and they, we check in on each other and they have good questions and comments and it's just a good time. Yeah, man. So, uh, the last thing that I kept before, before I'm gonna let Jason, if he has any other plugs too, but I think, uh, okay. Well then the only other thing was that, uh, this was podcast number 100, but I'm not calling it my hundredth. (laughs) I'm going to call my hundredth, whatever a hundred weeks is from when I started. Okay, that's cool. Because I haven't ever missed a week. Haven't you really? Mm-mm. I've yeah. never I've never missed you because you because of you. I've <laughs> never no, but I've never missed a Tuesday drop. Oh, look at you. I I've mean, missed I've missed a couple Mondays because uh the holidays fell on there like Labor Day and I was out of town, so I dropped it on Tuesday. But good yeah. for you. Man, I've never I've I mean the time is varied and now I've got it where I do a schedule. Mm-hmm. and just have it auto post hopefully but yep. I, it used to be all over the map but it's always on tuesday i've never missed one that's so good i'm proud of you for that because you know that, that, that might have helped me too with this thing because i know you were telling me don't you know don't keep to your schedule and yep, you know don't, don't screw it up and i think that helped me with the algorithm a lot yeah it's okay to take some time off just make sure you tell your your listeners that you're going to do that because if they go tuesday morning to listen to your show so you know people do that they love your show and they're like can't wait for it and it's not there they're going to be like oh right right and then if it was like weeks or yeah, or yeah it, started, like, it started becoming weird dead yeah <laughs> so jason right, well, thank you for coming on happy new year um I guess, uh, oh, anybody that wants to listen, Jason and I will be on, I think it's the same time on Friday. Yeah. 7 p.m. Eastern. What? I I wasn't sure if he was thinking about changing that or if he said anything, but I think it's the same time. Yeah. So 7 p.m. Eastern, 4 p.m. Pacific. Jason and I do a live call-in show on tncradio.live. Yep. Um, I'll put those notes in the show, too. And uh, check us out there and call us in. you know, we let we've let a, a lot of people on who aren't even in the gig economy. <laughs> so right. we would love to have some of you gig economy people call in. And I think it's about that time. We've been doing this for a while, if some of you don't know, and it's it can be really fun, but we need more gig people to call in. Yeah. Yeah. Just like the live streams. Yep. All right. Cool. So thank you. thank you, Jason. Happy New Year. Too. And uh I'll see you on Harry's broadcast too. Oh yeah. So Harry, get us a date. 
and uh, we'll make it happen. (laughs) (laughs) All right. Peace, bro. All right. See ya. Well, look at there. I did it. I brought the podcast back down to its semi-regular time. Here I go back, feeding it back down from two hours. Um, Sorry, guys, that we got, you know, I'm not, you know, it was, it was around the Christmas holiday and just got to chatting with a lot of people that I chat with often and I just wanted to have on the podcast and chat. And some of them went a little long, but um, hey, you guys are all working gig and we're all doing our thing. And uh, there was content in there to be heard and they were all fun. So thank you to all my guests that came on last year. Way too many to name and the year before and everybody that's just been part of Rodeo till now. Uh, 2022 is going to be uh, explosive for radio, for rodeo. Um, I am looking to take many different directions. And again, one last thing for those of you who don't know, um, although I'm sure most of you do, or maybe you haven't gotten over there yet, check out the YouTube channel. Um, we've got some real content starting to populate over there too. Uh, and we do live streams now on Thursdays. So the Tuesday podcast drop that's hap- happens every week, this podcast, And then we do the Thursday uh, live stream where you can be involved over on YouTube with content creators and other things like that. This is more the nuts and bolts of of the the gig economy and what Rideshare Rodeo is and bringing in guests, CEOs, um, academics, people people from any direction that, you know, I really want to have information brought out with. But uh, the other one is more just kind of talking about it with other people in it, and uh, it's live, and people comment, and we just kind of roll with it like that. Um, So check that out on Thursday nights. Uh, The time varies a little. It's usually either 8 or 9 Eastern, and it runs about an hour, hour 15. And uh, yeah, we would would love to... uh, have you start joining us and, you know, come by and subscribe, help us get, uh, help us keep hitting our subscriber numbers a little bit bigger so that I get the full privilege of, um, you know, community posts and things like that on YouTube. But that said, I am keeping this under an hour 20 today, which, or hopefully (laughs) it's getting close. I don't know. Um, that said, happy 2022, everybody get out there, do something awesome and uh, spin some good into the crazy world. And uh, yeah, that's it. Stay tuned for uh, um, some information about my wedding. I will keep you guys updated and little tidbits here and there. And uh, yeah, um, kind of, I'm obviously very excited and uh, that will wrap up the hundredth episode and the, first episode of 2022. Thank you for joining us. We will see you back here next week on Radio. Peace.